0: I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro-Khaleesi. And
1: this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted
0: side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters, Knight, Jay, Nova Hedonist, Tempest, Brianna Lynn. Nora Borealis, Fabe, Embers, Mama D, and Daddy J. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron,
1: you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the
0: podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Episode 10 is Red Flags. Okay, before we start though, Dara,
1: I need to make a small apology to all of our listeners. Allergy season is very bad here in the D.C. area. And so I sound very nasally and I have a cough. And Dara is determined to make me cough.
0: Yeah, it's actually been really fun. I, uh, I start making her giggle and then she coughs and then she cries from laughing so hard, which makes her cough even more. And then she accuses me of sounding like her grandmother. Okay, that was actually really funny, though. Because yeah. she makes this noise and it's like, <laughs> and it's the exact noise that my grandmother makes. Maybe we can make that into a drinking game every time that happens. Take so a drink. We- Is it like grandmother that you sound like or some sort of bird?
1: (laughs) Okay, now you're just getting mean. (laughs) Back to the topic. See, red flags in
0: a friend when they make fun of you. Dude, that's like a whole different episode. (laughs) All right. Serious. Serious faces. Serious face. Looking for a BDSM partner? Not easy, as we may have noticed.
1: Now, the one comment that I hear more than anything else in chats is, Hi,
0: I'm a sub and I'm looking for Dom. What should I look for? That's really difficult, though, because there's just there's so much. So it's not that you can just pick one thing. It's it's totally dependent on your personality. Right. But I I know what you can
1: look for that will help warn you off of what we like to call the Dama bees.
0: Yeah, that's my word. <laughs> you want to explain what a Dama Bee is? I think that's pretty obvious. It's a combination of a dominant and a wannabe. So we had this friend who actually was it you it was me oh Thank my goodness. god it was you it was wasn't me it? yes I remember that now so yeah you had this person that you went out with and who wanted to be my dom and, like on the first date yes and there was all this shit going on that I just kept going well that's not a dominant thing to do well that's stupid that's not a dominant thing to do and then somebody said that he's a wannabe dom and I was like a Domabee, if you will and it just stuck so I take full credit for that. Maybe we should name this episode Dama Bees. It could, but we're also going to be talking about sub <laughs> <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> You did that to yourself. <laughs> you did that to yourself. <laughs> Guys, you heard it. That was not me.
1: Okay, 10 hours later. Okay, now that the coughing is back under control. Now, if you see a red flag, don't panic immediately. It doesn't necessarily mean with one red flag that something is totally wrong and you should run away. No. More just be alert. And most importantly, please listen to your gut. If there's one piece of advice that I like to tell new people to the lifestyle is listen to that gut
0: feeling. Your gut is almost never wrong. And sometimes there can be a whole lot of green flags too that like kind of compensate for the one red. And if it's a red flag that's a serious one, yeah, sure, run. But if it's something that's learnable, teachable, not so much. Now, normally when we talk, we tend to use the
1: term tops and bottoms because we want to be a bit more generic. But for today's episode, we're going to stick mostly to Dom and Sub because that's what we hear the most complaints about in group chats or on FetLife and other social media
0: accounts. The focus is mostly I'm a submissive trying to find a Dom, just like Ra said earlier, and what do I look for? I see this question everywhere. It is one of the most asked questions in BDSM chats, on websites, on FET. It's everywhere all the time, like at least once a week.
1: (laughs) So we've kind of broken down today's discussion into flags in a potential DOM, flags in a current DOM. And then we will be talking about flags and submissives. I don't want anybody to think that we think red flags are just for dominance. There are plenty of red flags among submissives, too. Yeah, all those subabies. So, flags <laughs> in a potential dom. My first one I'm a real
0: dom. <laughs> okay, there, Pinocchio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded just like that one on Shrek. <laughs> I just, hey, if you lied, your tits grow instead of your nose. How do you know that's not how my tits got this big? Real doms, whatever that means, that's not a thing. If you're a real dom, you don't necessarily have to just go, I'm a real dom and advertise it. And any dom who says, I'm looking for
1: a real sub,
0: that concerns me. Yeah, that's not a thing either. If you're a sub, you're a sub. There's no, you have to do this in order to be a real sub. That's not a thing. There's
1: unrealistic expectations of your behavior when they claim that they're a real dom.
0: And it doesn't let you actually have a personality of your own. It doesn't allow for triggers, personal preferences, anything like that. If you are only following what this person constrains you as being. Yeah, they're putting it into like a box. That here's the here's the box. This is what BDSM should be. If you do have a box and it is what BDSM should be, don't put a pink kink sticker on it. Why not? Because we're trying to tell people not to put people oh, in yeah. a box. And if you put a pink kink sticker on okay. your dom box. I I I found a lot of newbies tend to use that language because they don't
1: really understand the lifestyle, but they want to appear like they do. I find that people who are new to the lifestyle tend to use the real dom or real sub because they want to try to appear more experienced and they don't have a full understanding
0: of the lifestyle yet. And it does kind of make it look like you don't know what you're talking about when you use that phrase. But they don't know that. Right, and it is a little bit sad um, because you you basically just give yourself away. So if you have a dom who says, I'm a real
1: dom or I'm looking for a real sub, ask them what real means
0: to them. Like how would they work with a submissive's personal limits and preferences is a good question to ask. Mm
1: -hmm. And if they avoid the question or more importantly, if they say, well, a real sub will do anything I want, that is a sign
0: you should run. Run fast. And run far. If someone says, I don't like the community, this one can actually be legit. There are lots of people who don't participate in the community at large. I didn't for the first, what, 10 years that I was in the scene? Well, living in the D.C. area and having a lot of folks here who are in politics,
1: government work, I understand. They're afraid to be outed. They're afraid to be out in the public scene. Lots of military. Yes, lots of military. You need to ask them why. What don't they like about the community? Now, there's a big difference between if they say, I'm not comfortable because I don't want my face seen, I don't want to be outed, versus if they give you some sort of story about a problem that they had with the community.
0: Yeah. So, like, if they've been kicked out of parties for, let's say, abusive behaviors or just not following the rules of that party... That might be a sign. And they're definitely going to turn it around to It wasn't my fault. I didn't do it. It was this person. It was a misunderstanding. Yeah.
1: Or they, yeah, they didn't understand me. I tried being a part of the community, but we have different opinions on how things are done. I'm a real Dom. They're
0: not real Doms. That's why we don't get along. If
1: they ha- start telling you stories about some of the people in the community and the difficulties that they're having with them, while well, yes, that might be legitimate add that to your list of things to be aware of. I mean, yeah, there are some bad players in every single community. So if somebody says, well, I don't want to be a part of that community because of these bad players,
0: okay, that could be legitimate. It might be that they're the bad player and they don't realize it. Right. There's also part of the community, the reason for the community is to learn, to grow, to not only take the skills that you already have and make them better, and advance them, but grow different skills. And that's a huge part of why we are part of this community. We talk all the time. I mean, We're in how many chat groups now? I've lost count. So many. It doesn't even have to be a chat group on Discord. You can, you know, just look at stuff. It's not going to parties. It's not going to munches. It's not going to dungeons. There's smaller bits of the community that you can always be a part of.
1: Right. And even if somebody is concerned about being outed, as Dara said, there's other ways that you can be involved in
0: the community where your face doesn't have to be seen publicly. Nope. Being overly critical of people in the scene of the community itself is another red flag. It depends on the community itself, because obviously if you're only in one part of the community, you don't have a whole lot of outside experience bashing it as a whole? Probably
1: not great. When you talk a lot about, well, they do things this way and I don't like things that way and
0: I want to do it my way.
1: Anytime I hear the words my way in a certain tone of voice, I get my hackles up.
0: Well, yeah, because that just leads to not being able to negotiate and all this other stuff that's just nonsense. And somebody who only wants it their way isn't going to be a very safe player. All right, this is a big one. They are
1: being pushy. So many things fall into this particular category of pushiness. Number one, I
0: want to meet you now. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Nope. Not going to drop everything and go meet a new person. There's a huge long process. You have to vet. You have to vet new people. Just like people are vetted for munches, you should be vetting partners. Exactly. I don't know why you wouldn't vet somebody who
1: you're potentially offering your naked self up to for them to beat you, play with you,
0: have sex with you. Give you orgasms. Oh, yeah. Orgasms. Those are good. Because you don't have to have sex to have orgasms. That is so true. Hitachi.
1: (laughs) We call those people the pushers. And they pretty much send you one note, one letter, and say, okay, let's meet. Again, no.
0: (laughs) Uh, Insisting on meeting right away, even if you say you need time to chat and get to know them, not only is it annoying, it's dangerous.
1: I use this. For me personally, as a way to vet, I refuse to meet somebody new and I want to start chatting. If they're not willing to put the time in to chat with me, makes me think they're not willing to put the time into a relationship.
0: So my rule when I was looking for a dom myself a few years ago was I would chat with them on you know whatever chat app we were using at the time for about two weeks before I would agree to a date. It was always two weeks. We actually have something in common, finally. What? I know. I did the same thing. The two weeks, exactly?
1: I don't know that I was firmly about two weeks. Sometimes it would be three. Oh. But it would be never less than two. I did break that rule for one person. And let me guess, you married him? Yep. Yeah, I know. That would be
0: daddy. Mm-hmm. But he was so amazing. It was the jokes. I know it was the damn jokes. Oh, uh, he does have dad jokes, and I, I am a sucker for the dad jokes, so... Yeah.
1: I start to think that anybody who wants to meet right away, all they really care about is getting laid. They're not interested in me as a person. I'm just a pussy for them to stick their dick in. And I want a whole lot more than that in my BDSM partner.
0: Yeah, you want, you know, it's not just about your pussy.
1: And then there's, of course, the ones who say, well, let's meet at my place or let's meet at a hotel room. (laughs) No. Yeah, no. Two damn fucking dangerous. Yeah,
0: even the one that I broke the rule for and eventually married, I still met him at a bar. I met him at a public place and there was at least two people who knew his name, who had his number, who had all the details of the bar, who knew how to contact me. I wasn't fucking around. One of the things that I recommend for people too is tell them you'll
1: meet up with them at a munch.
0: That is one of the more helpful things about a munch because you can have a, a date, a meetup, a whatever you want to call it, but it's in public surrounded by other kingsters who are going to have your back. And then you can watch how they interact with the other people and the servers. Oh,
1: another favorite of mine.
0: You will call me master. No, I'm not. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> it's it's can be pretty hot when you're role playing that. When you have negotiated the scene and you're doing that and it's a relationship and it's cool and you agreed to say master, but if it's somebody who just messaged you and is like, hey, I am now your master. No, you're not. What? No,
1: that is something that they have to earn. And they have not earned that when all they've done is sent me one message.
0: Yeah, you think that the conversation thing was strict with the two weeks. Imagine how long it would take to get one of us to actually refer to somebody as master.
1: Yeah, it's long enough to get me to refer you as sir, but to get me to refer you as master? Wow.
0: It was three months before I called mine daddy. He had to earn it for three months. Yeah.
1: That's actually how I knew with my doms that this was something that was going to work with us because I felt a desire to call them sir or daddy. (laughs) And once I felt that need to call them that, I went, okay, they've earned it. But I didn't start calling them that from day one.
0: Yeah, I had to train mine. So it's a little bit different because he was vanilla-ish. But the people that are demanding you call them sir, master, you know, whatever, it, they're just driven by ownership. They yeah. just want to own somebody. It's not, it's not a relationship. No,
1: all it is about is you do what I tell you to do. When I
0: tell you to do it. And
1: how I tell you to do it. And that's it. And it becomes nothing about you and everything about them. Which is
0: boring. Yeah. It's not a, and it's not a relationship that's going to last for very long either. And I know that some people don't look for relationships that last very long. And that's cool. You do you. You still need to vet.
1: Yeah. You need to be safe.
0: Now, my newbies who are
1: listening, I know you are looking for an authority figure. And maybe you think by calling them master from day one, it will help you with this relationship. I'm telling
0: you, it's not going to. It's not the sign of respect that most people think it is because a lot of the ones who've been playing for a while and are really like in the scene don't actually like it. They understand that it needs to be earned as well. If they're already talking about
1: collaring you, that's that's no. concerning. The general consensus about collars is that they're meaningful. It's a sign of commitment. Even if it's just a play collar, you're committing to taking care of that person during the scene. And you belong to that
0: person for the scene. That's what the caller means. Right.
1: So if they don't even know you and they're talking about collaring you, that's a red flag. That's a hell no. If they start calling you slut, bitch, whore, cunt, those are red flags. You don't want that to be your name from day one. I don't actually want that to be my name at all. No, I'm very funny about that. I don't mind if my dom calls me his slut, but to call me just slut as if that's my name. I don't like that.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I've done that a couple times in a scene where it's really intense because I actually do have the humiliation fetish Mm -hmm. and that's part of it, but I'll ask for it. Okay, here we go.
1: We haven't talked about Voldemort for a while, but this one he fits in perfectly for. Here we go. I want to mentor you. So how did he start that one? He wanted to mentor me. I was brand new to the lifestyle after reading 50 Shades of Grey. Yes. And doing more research than just 50 Shades of Grey. Don't start with me on that. <laughs> That's where I started, but then I went on to do further research. Okay, okay. And then I joined that life. <laughs> True mentors are awesome. I've done it. Here is my opinion because again, we have opinions. Doms, mentor doms, subs Mentor subs. And switches mentor everybody. And switches mentor everybody. But you don't have
0: DOMs mentoring subs. If you identify as only purely a DOM and have never had the experience as a sub, probably not useful. I do know lots of people actually now that identify only as a DOM, but did start out as a sub. So they do have some experience. But way back in the day when I first started, I was only a DOM. I had to learn how to access my subby side, which turned out to be a little. So that was different. Yeah, because I don't think you dom other littles. I'm in scenes, but not. I'm not a caregiver. Like I've never been a caregiver, nor will I ever be a caregiver. A big, oh, you know, mommy, whatever you call it. That's just not me. But my subby side is mostly little and I needed to find somebody who would work with that. And I was very specific. <laughs> but I see a lot of Dama
1: bees reaching out to new submissives, fresh meat. And saying, hey, let me mentor you. And as I said, I fell for it as a brand new and I wasn't a young 18, 20 year old girl.
0: Are you actually going to reveal your age?
1: I'm old enough to know better. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Old enough that I should have known better. How's that?
0: Yeah, that's I like that one. So he
1: reached out to me and said, I can mentor you in this lifestyle. I've got experience. That is a huge red flag. Because it's really just an excuse to get in with you somehow. Because they know if they come at you and say, hey, I'll be your dom, you might be smart enough to say, no, you have to earn that. But if they can come at you saying, I'll
0: mentor you, that's a lot more easy to fall for. Absolutely. I probably would have too if I actually had access to Fet life or the more open scene. I was private. I was a private player for like 10 years and I wasn't into the more open scene until I moved back to this area and met... Actually, I think the person who dragged me into the scene kicking and screaming was somebody I met in World of Warcraft. You kinky gamers, you. Oh, yeah, dude. It was actually pretty awesome. But meeting somebody who approaches you as a, as a mentor can be ridiculously dangerous because in order to mentor somebody, you have to have trust. And if you don't have that trust they can exert some influence in ways that may not just be the healthiest. Mm-hmm. Case in point, Baltimore. My experience, yeah. Now, one of the ways you can find
1: out if this is good or bad is lay out some two simple rules. Tell them, A, I will not play with you. And B, I will not have sex with you. And if they refuse,
0: well, you know exactly where you stand. But if they accept and keep their word on that, it's probably a good thing. Mm -hmm. You're going to develop a strong bond based on what we all want, which is the trust and respect of the mutually beneficial relationship. Okay. Now, I'm sure
1: most of you have gotten these messages. I know I've gotten plenty of them. When they start talking about sex straight up in the initial contact, they want intimate pictures.
0: They're sending you pictures of their genitals. Mm, We already discussed how interested we are in that in previous episodes. I don't need a picture of your junk. No.
1: And if they are talking about, well, prove to me by sending me this naked picture of you.
0: I'll put you under consideration if you send me this naked picture. Yeah. Don't do it. No. Because once it's online, it's forever. Even on FET. Screenshots, people. They happen. I know. It's not supposed to. But I've seen people do it. I've had it happen to me. So yeah. Yeah. Uh it's just it's kind of common sense. Don't don't send people stuff unless you want to release control of it. That's it. Especially too if you do end up sending something, don't include your face in it. That'd be my little bit of advice. Just a little one. Now a dom who says, I want to sub, who has no limit. Nope, that's yeah. the, the entire point of this is, yeah, you can bend your limits, you can learn to get past your limits, but everybody has limits. Right. And
1: having limits is not, I repeat, not Topping from
0: the bottom. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. That's straight up Dama B right there if they tell you that. If you tell somebody, no, that's a limit of mine. And they say, well, it's topping from the bottom and I want you to do this. Get out very far, far away. Because one of my things that I do is when I have
1: subs that tell me they have no limits. My answer to them is usually something like, oh, great. So, you know, I can
0: cut off your dick. And they go, well, no, no, wait a minute. I don't mean that. Mm-hmm. In electroplay, if there's pickup and I say, hey, uh, so where can I not touch you? And they say, oh, anywhere is fine. Oh, so I can put this glass electrode up your asshole, right? And they're like, whoa, uh, no. Oh, okay, cool. So you do have limits. How about if I stick it in your ear? Which, by the way, ew, no, never. Asshole, there's certain things, yes, you can do. Ear, hell No. People really don't like when you touch the bottom of their feet. So, so, if I ask, "Can I touch your feet?" they run away. They're like, "Nope, nope, nope, nope." And
1: if you have a Dom who says he's got no limits or she has no limits, that's concerning
0: because even Doms should have limits. Absolutely. If the Dom has a bad reputation within the community, they can still be a community player. They can be doing all of the things correctly that we already talked about, but if they're known and they don't have a good rep, you might want to take a closer look. Um So like we talked about, we know some people, yes, (laughs) who do all of this stuff. They're in the community. They've learned. They take classes. They do munches. They do parties. They do all kinds of stuff, but they don't have a very good reputation. You need to be aware of those. Now, there are questions that you can ask this
1: potential dom that will help you identify the red flags. First one is, what kinks are you into? If they pretty much come back with just handcuffs and spanking and nothing else, they're new. Probably, and have really no idea what they're into, or they could also be just after sex. They just read Fifty Shades of Grey. Would you stop it already? What?
0: No, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop.
1: Oh, you will stop. I have opinions. And they're wrong. (laughs) Half
0: the world also agrees with my opinions, but that's okay.
1: Whatever. Moving on now. (laughs) Now, this doesn't mean you can't be with them right? It's not necessarily one of those red flags that means you should run away. The red flag is so that you should be aware of this. Because if they're new, everybody started off as new at one point. You just want to have those realistic expectations so that you know what to do. Some people don't mind teaching. I know. Like my
0: friend Dara there, who would have no problem, as she did with her daddy, bringing him on and teaching him. That was a big thing, though, because I have no problem teaching people who are vanilla. I love teaching who are vanilla. Most of them realize they're kinky and go, oh, hey, this is a thing? Yeah, this is a thing, honey. I got you. I love doing it. With Daddy, the big thing that got me, because he was vanilla, had no freaking idea about any of this. And when I told him what I was looking for, he went, Oh, well, what is that? And then I would continue talking and he'd say, Oh, well, what's that? And he would keep asking me questions. And that entire two weeks or one week or whatever the hell it was, we talked constantly. And he asked me so many questions. He wanted to learn. And And that was the ultimate reason why I chose to meet up with him. And again, because Dar and I are usually the opposite, I'm
1: not into newbies as a submissive. When I'm doming, I don't mind having a new submissive that I can teach and help them learn and grow. In fact, that's part of my dom kink Mm -hmm. is to help my submissive learn and grow. But when I'm a submissive, I need my dom to not be brand new. He might not need to be as experienced as I am. And I'm using he because I don't, typically submit to other women. But I do need my dom to have some idea of what's going on. Otherwise, you know what's going to happen. I will probably top from the bottom.
0: And that's not good. Well, I trained mine for about three months, like I said. And we actually were, I was mistress at the time and he was toy. And he started out at the bottom and we trained all the time. And then I felt comfortable, and I was like, "Okay, let's uh, let's switch it up a little bit and see what you got." We're gonna have to do an episode on switching specifically, okay? Because
1: that's fascinating that you started with your dynamic one way and then switched it up.
0: Yeah, and I, I actually we did that on purpose. Like that was how I said, "Look, you're pretty dang new. I like you. I like you a lot. Also, you're hot. So <laughs> I'm I want to train you. I'm willing to train you. That's awesome." But we have to we have to work with you learning from the other way because I'm not going to be I need you to experience this to know what I'm going to experience the day that he took the scorpion paperweight that he Uh, had the infamous scorpion paperweight. I'm arachnophobic. You guys think blood is bad with me. You should see me with arachnids like piss my pants fear. I've seen it. It's funny. It's for not me. funny. It is for me. Okay, look, you think my arachnophobia is funny. I think Fifty Shades of Grey is a pile of shit. So I think we're even now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he had a scorpion paperweight. I don't know why he had this. It's one of those things that's like, you know, suspended in the whatever <laughs> resin. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Glass. And he made me get on my knees and held it in front of me. And I was shaking, immediately shaking. I was, why is this thing in front of my face? It's dead. It's in glass. It can't hurt you. There's no way it's getting out. I was shaking. He made me kiss it. Ooh. And I couldn't get up until I kissed it. And how long did it take you? (sighs) Might've been on my knees for a hot minute. (laughs) Oh, Might've been, but I was so scared. I I actually like the, the phobia was real and it was the look on his face the commanding presence that he had and he had this power over me i wasn't actually just shaking from the fear i was shaking from the excitement of him doing this on his own without any prompting from me just knowing that this was something that he could get me to do with his power over me alone
1: ah that was great another question you can ask is what do you want to achieve with your submissive if it's all sexual again Not necessarily a red flag, but you need to know that because maybe you have something different. My kink and my sex life are separate for the most part. So if I've got somebody who just wants it about sex, that's not going to work for me.
0: Yeah. I don't actually have sex with any people that I partner kink with except for daddy. Ours is all tied in, but that's because I married him. So
1: (laughs) I personally feel the correct answer to that is that your dom should be interested in the betterment of you could be your education, your career, your life goals, et cetera, that they want you to be the best you you can be and help you reach your full potential.
0: Now, I am kind of on the other side of that. I don't believe that it should just be sex, but I'm also not going to stick my face in somebody else's education, career, life goals. I will listen to your education, career, and life goals, and I will support them, but it's not my job to be that involved in it. Now, what happens if they ask you and say that's what they want from you? I'm probably not going to be in a dom-sub relationship with them then because to me, that's more, I don't know if the word, I don't know if Polly actually applies to that That's that's more of a relationship thing. Yeah. And if I have a dom-sub, I'm keeping it dom-sub relationship. Again, one exception, guys. I'm going to, That it was just, it was weird. You know,
1: I think that might fall into the caregiver category and maybe that's why it's not your thing. Oh, yeah, because I'm not a caregiver. And I, surpri- I surprisingly am. Hmm.
0: That's how I dom. I ask you what your goals are and I help you achieve them. I don't. Mine is mostly for like, it's. I'm like, I'm not going to have sex with you, but it is mostly like... Well, you
1: did have sex with me. Okay. Yeah, You. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but okay, so a lot of my other subs, I never had sex with them. What is the dom's expectations for the
1: relationship? How much control do they want to have over you, over your work or your school, your family, your friends? If the expectations seem too extreme to you, and remember, everybody's going to have a different version of what extreme is. Mm-hmm. So if to you they seem extreme and the potential dom isn't open to discussion
0: and changing their expectations then you need to be concerned and that is a red flag. If they seem reasonable to you, if that is also what you are looking for, then, you know, some further discussion is warranted. Just use your instincts. Just whatever you are going for, just make sure it matches. I've had doms that have wanted to have control over the messages
1: that I would send to people. Yeah, that's a no for me. Well, it actually happened to my second dom. Which may explain why he only lasted three months. Mm-hmm. He wanted to have the right to control who I did and did not have contact with. Which is a huge problem when you run a munch and are promoting your munches in your parties. You need so to be
0: able to have access to people. I can see him wanting to control who you play with. That I can I can follow that. Contact? Communicate with? No. Some
1: submissives like it. Some submissives enjoy having on their profile Don't contact me unless you've gone through my dominant. And again, it's
0: all down to what you are comfortable with, what you have negotiated with, and what you want out of the relationship as well. So again, it always has to match.
1: You could also ask them, what work have they done to advance their knowledge and their skills? Who are their role models? Who do they use as their resources?
0: Hey, if, if they say pink kink is a resource, you know they're then good. That's, good. <laughs> that's a green light. <laughs> Maybe not. I
1: guess I'm not going to admit this. And, mm-hmm. and don't quote me on this. But if they say their only resource is
0: Fifty Shades of
1: Grey, then <gasps> I will give you permission to mark that as a red light.
0: Uh, oh, my God. Did you just actually say
1: that? I said if they're only. Okay. Again, there's nothing wrong with starting there.
0: And then working your way up. How did this person get into the lifestyle in the first place? That's another good question. What motivated them to get on the kinky path? An
1: honest person is going to tell you if they kind of hem and haw, or they don't remember, or they don't tell, or they say it's not important. Be a little concerned. So if I say to Rara, hey, how did you get on this kinky path? I am always open and ready to admit it was 50 shades of gray. She and said, admit. I okay with it. She said, admit. Did admit you hear be- that? I said admit because usually I get this reaction when okay, I say Fifty Shades but admit shades of gray. means you have a guilty conscience. I don't have a guilty conscience. It's just <laughs> opening up a can of worms I'm not always in the mood to deal with.
0: She's glaring at me. I'm going to stop now. There should be, just like any relationship, no secrets. Nice. Well, okay, you can have a few secrets. I mean, let's face it. Every relationship has secrets. And we're not talking surprises. There's a difference between surprises and secrets. I don't like surprises. I genuinely don't like surprises.
1: I love being surprised and yet I'm always trying to find it out. I think it's my middle. My middle
0: wants to know everything, but I do love being surprised. My middle is not even, well, okay, it may be part of it, but it's a huge personality quirk of mine. I hate surprises. I I don't mind being surprised, but if I know that I'm getting a surprise, I'm going to do everything in my fucking power to know what that surprise is. I'm a nosy bitch. Absolutely. I love knowing gossip. I love knowing (sighs) secrets. I know. I found myself getting in trouble with that too. (laughs) So
1: one of the questions you can ask is, are you married?
0: Do you have another sub? Yeah. And definitely ask about both of them. If they admit to being married, if they admit to having another sub, and I guess I shouldn't say admit. If they openly say, yes, I'm married and I have another sub, because it's not necessarily a guilty topic, those people should know. Yeah. You should ask if they know. I mean, a lot of people like
1: to use the term ethically non-monogamous, because that is the correct term to use when you are openly poly. You could have an open relationship. But if they are truly ethically non-monogamous, then that means their partner knows. And you'll see it. I've seen it on OkCupid accounts where they're connected. It will say married
0: to, and you can connect to the spouse's account. So you want to know a secret? I love secrets. Yes. I won't tell anybody. Right. So the secret is not so secret. Most people actually already know this about my relationship with the guy I recently married. I was married when I met him and it was an open relationship. It just wasn't one that was BDSM fulfilling. I got no kink out of it. It was totally vanilla, which I wasn't too happy with. But the agreement that we had was I could go and you know, contact other people for BDSM purposes. I could be more BDSM and kink with these people, but he had to approve them. So he would actually, yeah. So he actually went through all of my matches and would say, okay, this one looks okay. This one looks okay. And he would have the contacts for all of them whenever I went out. And I would tell him everything. Yeah. At one point when I had three
1: partners, part,
0: the Dom had met
1: the girlfriend Mm Mm-hmm. The girlfriend had met the play partner. Everybody
0: knew about everybody. Yeah. And that's that's the ethically part. Exactly. There has to be open communication in an open relationship. There has to be open communication in any relationship.
1: So if somebody says, yes, they're married or they have another sub, that's not a red flag. Now, you might want to have a monogamous relationship, in which case then this person will not match up with you. Nope. But that doesn't mean they're a red flag if they're open and honest about it and their partner
0: knows. Now, if you find out about the married or another sub later, that's an issue. That would not be good. Yeah. And, you know, you could always ask talk to them. Talk and to I the partners. Ha-
1: I have found a lot of times what will happen is on the dating sites when they don't show a face picture, that for me is usually a warning sign that perhaps they're
0: married. Yeah. And, and they don't their want spouse does to find know. It. Yeah. Yeah. You can also ask, what are your hard and soft limits? Because doms have limits. They should have limits. Everybody
1: should have limits. I would ask how they deal with discipline because I want to know. There are certain ways to deal with discipline that I, in my opinion, think is wrong. So if they're going to... Like what? Like ignoring. Yeah, I hate that one. Silent treatment to me is not a good form of discipline. So if that's their answer, that to me is a red flag. You could also ask them about their availability, the amount of time they're able to dedicate to the relationship. If they've got minimal amounts of time, maybe only during the weekdays, I know that there have been guys who've said, I can only meet with you Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday, middle of the day. Usually it turns out because they were married and their spouse did not know. Yeah, red flag. You want to ask what kind of relationship they want, poly or mono. That'll also indicate if they're really looking for a relationship or maybe they're just a sub-collector. Oh, that actually sounds like really scary. Well, they're looking for a lot of subs, but then tell you that you have to remain monogamous. Mm -hmm. Now, again, if you are a monogamous person willing to be in a relationship with a poly person, you can do that. But if they're telling you that they're going to be poly, but you have to remain monogamous, huge red flag.
0: Yeah, I've seen the one dick rule one dick roll I, yeah. that one annoys me like a lot i know that it works for some people and a lot of people agree with it i can't personally agree with it there's
1: a big difference between if you choose it or you're told you have to do it
0: yeah and if i'm told that i'm probably going to go off and find another
1: dick because, just to be obstinate again we can't say it enough consent if you
0: consent it's okay I actually had a partner like that. We were sort of trying to do the daddy sub thing, daddy little girl thing. He was a daddy. This was the one who was a daddy, but he wasn't my daddy. It wasn't a good fit at all, but he had already gone out and started dating other people. I think we were, we had been testing the waters for about two weeks and he started going out on other dates and I wasn't comfortable with that. And I was like, what the hell? So I immediately went back onto the dating apps and I found this new person and started talking to him. And then a couple weeks after that, less than, I went on a date with him. I didn't, I mean, I told the other guy who I was sort of dating at the time. I told him, here's what's going to happen. Here's where I'm going to be. Blah, blah, blah. Safety. The drink that I was supposed to have with him turned into dinner, which turned into staying out until God knows what time just talking. And it was like six hours later that I contacted the person who we were kind of testing out being dom, sub, whatever. And he was royally pissed off. I broke up with him that night. There you go. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, dude, you don't get to have that going on. You don't get one side person and you be poly and me not. No, not fair. Now, I was in what we call a mono-poly
1: relationship. But I was the one who suggested it. I was told I could be poly if I wanted to. I just didn't at the time. Ask for references. What kind of references would they have? They might have other subs that they've worked with. They might have other friends in the community. Now, if their answer is, oh, wow, great question. I'm not sure who you could ask. That's okay with me, too, because at least that means they're open to it. But if they start saying, oh, no, you don't really need references. You just have to trust
0: me. (laughs) No, I don't.
1: Yeah, that's the red flag.
0: Yeah, definitely trust your own instincts. If you are uncomfortable in any way, if you feel pressured, or overwhelmed in any kind of negative way whatsoever, have a nagging gut feeling, it's just not quite right, step back. And
1: it's okay to walk away. Don't think that you failed or that maybe you're not the real sub. If something doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. I mean, people forget a BDSM relationship is a relationship. It just also includes BDSM. And if you wouldn't do this in a vanilla relationship, then don't do it in a BDSM relationship.
0: Once you are in the relationship, you've already vetted them, they've passed all of your tests, all of that, red flags can still happen. And you should watch for certain ones. And again,
1: I'm going to go back to listening to your gut instincts. Because this is what happened to me with Voldemort is my gut was telling me there were red flags and I should be concerned. And I talked myself out
0: of it. Right. And I was right. Several so, of us were trying to talk you out of it yeah, too. True.
1: I was, my gut was right. So you need to listen to your gut. So the first thing to watch for is that this person does not give you any space to have your own life outside of the relationship.
0: Again, that, in my opinion, kind of goes for vanilla, too. Exactly. So you, you, you need your own space. You need to do your own thing. You don't have to be attached at the hip all the time to your DS partner. They try to isolate you. They prevent contact
1: with other doms, especially.
0: Yeah, it's the ones that you're like, okay, to have submissive friends. But if you have a dominant friend, that's that's ridiculous. They try to block all your
1: social media
0: communication, phones, texts,
1: chats, emails, letters. Everything needs to go through the dominant. There's no private
0: communication outside of them. That's Someone who actually tries expensive. to create jealousy within the relationship, also not great. All of these, when your dom does not respect
1: your feelings, the most well-known and big red flag is the idea, and I don't know that everybody agrees with this, but my opinion is when your dom tells you that sub needs to be broken and your will needs to be broken. I'm not a
0: horse. Exactly. I don't need to be broken. Horses don't need to be broken either. If you're a good horse trainer, you don't break the horse. You build it. You build it up. Right. Same with a person. And so
1: if they don't, if they have just keep saying, you need to be broken, you need to be broken, but they don't really tell you what that means to them and they don't explain what their plan is. That's usually a sign that they're an abuser as well. Oh yeah. It's so easy to go from BDSM to abuse if you're not careful. Yep. Then they're done that. If they don't take your feelings seriously or they make you embarrassed for your sincere feelings or what I ran into, I got told a lot my feelings were because I was new. No. So I didn't
0: understand. It doesn't matter. You're human. You have feelings. Exactly. And if your feelings are
1: because you're new and you don't understand something, explain it. Help them understand it.
0: Humiliation outside of the play environment, the scene. Like I said, I have a humiliation fetish. I have not specifically done a humiliation scene yet at a play party. It's on my list. Are you going to publicly play? Um, I'm, I'm working up to that. I have a couple of people. Look, I have to trust somebody pretty hard in order to do that, in order to actually like let myself be that vulnerable in public. I'm a lot better at it in private. I'm a control freak. I have to have control all the time of myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, one control freak recognizes another one. You so know. I'm not going to
0: give you grief about that. But if they're humiliating you and doing stuff that you're not comfortable with in public or in a scene or in an event, no. That's not right. It has to be negotiated if it's specifically humiliation. But if you're embarrassed about something that they did, you might want to talk about that. If they have big,
1: unexpected mood swings and they're being nice and caring to you one minute and then cold the next minute, that's not okay. No, that's being crazy. And for those who don't live with their doms,
0: if they cannot be reached for days or weeks... That's, That's not a okay. silent treatment. Again, it's not it may not be intentional, but then they come back with the excuse. I was really busy with work. You can send a fucking text message. I've had that in relationships where we
1: haven't even gotten to the dom sub point because they didn't surpass it. They would disappear and they'd say, I'm really busy. And my answer was, so it what takes you 30 seconds to type a message saying
0: not ignoring you. Work is crazy. You know, I've had people contact me from Afghanistan during a war. If they can do that, you can freaking contact somebody that you're supposed to care about for 30 seconds and say, look, I'm really sorry, but I can't talk today.
1: If they are not taking the underlying relationship in a BDSM relationship seriously, not Mm -hmm. good. Maybe they're cheating outside of the rule set. Right. They're not really
0: being clear about what role you play in their life. Or they may not want to say, What they want for the relationship in the future, does not want to discuss any kind of growth, any kind of future relationship goals. And if they're not taking your opinions or ideas seriously because, quote unquote, you are just a sub, fuck that shit. When someone does not play based on mutual agreements, on taking responsibility with, you know, the acronyms that we usually use are SSC, RAC, or what was the one that you liked? Prick. (laughs) That's,
1: that's I like a good prick, yeah. whether it's from a needle, from a cock, from my BDSM scenes. Oh, my wow. God, this
0: look she's giving me now. I'm not- you should see the look on her face right now. You, I'm looking at her like, okay, what the fuck is coming out of your mouth? But she's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> pricks. Okay, who doesn't like a good prick? Sorry. <laughs> Back to it now. The, the red flag is when they're not playing based on the mutual agreed responsibility. If they're calling you, saying you're not doing something because you're not a real sub.
1: If you have limits and you're not a real sub because you have limits. That's crap. If they're constantly whining and trying to persuade you or guilt you into changing your mind on your
0: limits. That's a hell to the fuck no. No. Do not ever. Ever let yourself get pressured into doing something you don't want to do. So, for example, while Dara's
1: daddy was able to get her to kiss that arachnid, if he tried to get her to do blood
0: play, that's a hell no. Hell no. Also, if it was a live arachnid, I'd probably punch him and run rather than actually kiss anything like that. Yeah. The fact that it was dead and encased in glass was okay and he's aware of that. Dude, if there's a spider in the house, I'm more likely to scream and run and get him.
1: There's a fine line between a dom helping a sub push the limits and the dom running over the limits and ignoring them.
0: Did I ever tell you about that time that there was one in the shower and I ran out buck ass naked covered in soap (laughs) because you had a stupid spider in the shower? Yeah, it was pretty small too. It was really close to my face, and I turned around, and it was right there in front of my nose, like a couple of inches away, and I panicked.
1: Good thing Daddy's in the house. What do you do when he's not in the house? Um, call the dog?
0: No, I'll kill it myself if he's not in the house. I'm just a big baby.
1: And a dom should not assume that just because you did something with a previous partner, you are willing to do it with the new. So, for example, I have done blood play. That doesn't mean I would do blood play with a brand new dom. We have to... Work up to that.
0: Hey Raira, want yeah. me to do blood play on you?
1: No, because you'd see the blood and you'd faint, and then that- <laughs> what would happen? <laughs> So no, because Definitely then what not. would happen is you'd faint, you'd crack your head open, there'd be even more blood. That wouldn't work. Okay. And now it's ruined my high. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, it's all about it's you. you. Oh, thank you. I That's see all how I've it ever is. said. It's all about me. I see how it is. Okay. So the whole medical help to me. No, it's about it's me. It's about you. Got it. I see where I stand now. There thank you, you for putting that <laughs> out in public and telling everybody where I stand. I'm only a sidekick, guys. That's all I'll ever be to her. My beloved sidekick, though. Beloved sidekick. Do I get a cape? Do you want a cape? No capes. Can Edna I- Mode said no capes. She
1: she does have a good point about that.
0: Okay? I don't want to get sucked into some jet engine because my little cape went flying. I'm sorry. She would probably also not wear a bib. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's just a cape in the front. <laughs>
0: If someone seems to be stuck only in dom mode forever, then that's kind of a red flag. Yeah, they can't handle being wrong. They can't say they're sorry if they act snotty or dominant outside of the scenes to, uh, like, servers, cashiers, anybody in the service industry. That's that's a personality flaw.
1: That's why I say meet people up at a munch and watch how they're interacting with others. In Definitely. The scene. If they're trying to hide behind the dominant role in case of an argument or when things go wrong, and they're saying, you can't question them because they are the Dom and you are the sub.
0: Yeah, definitely not.
1: If they're not able to say
0: thank you. Oh, God, yes. It's just manners.
1: I don't understand Doms who don't think they should say thank you to their subs
0: or please. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they not say please. Yeah, if, if they sake. think because they're a Dom, they never have to say please. Fuck it. Dominant does not mean demandant. People who do not have their own life in order probably can't help you get yours in order and they can drag you down. My gosh, yes. And if someone wants to borrow money or... Uh,
1: the, no, no, no. Or the potential doms who say that I'll be your dom if you'll just give me money.
0: No, 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 no. Or buy my product. That's another one that I've seen. I mean, granted, there are professional doms and you and I have
1: both done that. But the people who reach out to us know it's as in a professional dom.
0: Yeah, and it's for setting. a particular service. Right. It's not a product that you're buying. Or
1: it's a relationship.
0: Yeah, I don't do relationships with my Electro. I've had a lot of people ask me about the different aspects other than Electro. I think I mentioned that before and I'm usually like, "Eh no, this is what you get. If someone is lying or keeping information from you, like we said before, it doesn't just have to be about having a family or another sub. Or the old, I don't have to tell you because I'm the dom and you are the sub. Yeah, that's bullshit. If they regularly don't show up at agreed times or places. Oh, I hate that. Or if they don't contact you at the agreed time. Yeah, subs need
1: their doms to be reliable and consistent. Absolutely. And you need to do what you're going to do when you say you're going to do it.
0: Like blaming somebody else when something goes wrong. It's never their fault that they did something. Or, you know, the whole no contact thing. no. If the dom cannot handle their emotions well,
1: they're having way too much anger, especially if the sub does do something that might be perceived as wrong. And if they take the discipline too far from what was previously negotiated, you should never be disciplined out of anger. So if you as the dom are angry and frustrated and you're human, so it's going to happen, that is not the time nor place to discipline your sub. You wait till you calm down and then you deal with it.
0: And then you come up with something really creative. (laughs) It's like, like we said, doms get mad. Subs get mad. Everybody gets mad. Pull yourself back. There's nothing wrong
1: with saying to your partner, I need a moment. I'm really angry, and I don't want to do or say something out of anger.
0: Right. And if you see that, if you are the sub in the relationship and your dom is constantly screaming, shouting, swearing, throwing things, whatever, probably not good. Or if your dom is doing too much drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I mean, again, a lot of these things are just basic vanilla as well. Because right. we we've said this over and over. A DS relationship is a relationship. Exactly. Which is if they don't want to ever be vulnerable. Oh, uh, yeah. True DOMs are not vulnerable. Oh, really? A real Dom is never out of control.
1: They're human. They're supposed to be human. Why would you want to be in a relationship with someone who isn't human? If somebody has had a lot of bad past relationships And then, of course, they're always blaming it on the other person. It wasn't
0: my problem. These people were the crazy ones. Yeah, all my exes are crazy. Eh, No, they're not. I think the common denominator there is you. Exactly. And
1: finally, your dom should understand that sometimes real life issues can come up. And punishing you for things that are beyond your control is not okay. For example, my submissive had an assignment. She could not complete it. In the time frame I was given because her responsibilities as a mother got in the way. And you know what my answer to her was? I understand. The only thing that I asked for is that she told me. Right. Don't tell me when I say to you, hey, by the way, your assignment is due. Did you do it? And then tell me, sorry, I couldn't do it. My kid needed me. Come to me and say, princess, I'm unable to work on the assignment right now because my kids need me. And my answer is always going to be, of course they do. We'll change the time that your assignment is due. So that's when you can renegotiate. Yeah. But you need a dom who's going to be understanding. You have a job, probably. You might have
0: kids. You just have to be flexible. And if they're not flexible, that's not a good sign. We talk a lot about the Domabees. And now we're going to talk about Ra Ra's new favorite word, the... (laughs) Subabies. Which I still think is ridiculous, but also kind of (laughs) cute. So what are the red flags that a dominant should look for in a prospective submissive? Right. We've talked about this one a little bit. When they say,
1: I have zero limits. You can do anything to me. You want to.
0: Yeah. Okay. Like I said, the first thing I'm going to say is, oh, so I can cut your face or so I'm going to shove this glass tube up your ass for my electro. You're so much nicer than me. I usually want to cut off body parts. Well, I said
1: cut your face. Yeah. You're just going to cut it. I'm cutting it off. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's... (laughs) Usually because that's... Because blood,
0: I'm not going to do that.
1: I'm not even going to threaten that. <laughs> when they say no limits, either they don't have an understanding of the lifestyle or they're really already starting any potential relationship with you by lying. Basically, yeah.
0: Everybody has limits. I don't care who you are. You have limits. And you need to you need to express that. There is nothing wrong about having limits. You are not weak because you have limits. You are not fake because you have limits. And anybody that told you otherwise is lying. Run. No. So any dominant worth their salt will know this. And if a sub comes to them and say, I have no limits. I was taught not to have limits. We're going to be like, yeah, no. You need to have respect for yourself. You need to have respect for anybody who you're going to have a relationship with. If a dominant sees somebody who just wants to be a fuck toy, that's great. Maybe I'm into just having a fuck toy. That needs to be negotiated into the dynamic. Right. And if this person is new... That's okay. Some dominance, like my
1: good friend Dara here, loves to teach newbies. I do like to teach newbies. There's no problem with that. But again, this is something that you just want to be aware of. It might be a red flag. It might not be. But at least you can set realistic expectations. Do you know what else is super annoying? What is? Begging. Ugh. I mean, once you're in the relationship, I like my sub begging. But somebody
0: who's begging me to dominate them, I don't like. I like it when they beg me for orgasms. Oh, that's fun. I don't like it when they beg me to dominate them when I have not even met them.
1: I had that happen to me in my Instagram where I had somebody reach out who wants to be my slave. And I told them, honestly, I'm sorry at this time. I do not have enough time to dedicate to having a slave. I mean, I work full time. I have this podcast. I have other things that I'm responsible for. I, I don't have time for a slave. And they didn't just accept that. They I'll do anything you want. I want you to leave me alone.
0: Well, so and you're not doing that. That's actually another red flag, not taking no for an answer. That you you have to understand. People have lives. People have like we have other relationships. And again, a, a relationship takes a lot of of time. It takes a lot of effort. There's stuff that we put into those relationships that we are not going to be able to give to another person if they don't fit the right thing that we're looking for. And I take my role as a dom too seriously to give anything other
1: than a full effort. And if I can't give a full effort and give my sub or slave what they need, I'm not going to do it. So if you can't accept the fact that I'm telling you no, that's a problem and I'm running in the other
0: direction. Well, that, also shows, that also shows like a lack of understanding of consent, which is what BDSM is all about. The entire basis of us is consent. So if you've got somebody running around saying, I'll do whatever you want and not leaving you alone, even though you've asked them to, they're basically violating the consent to talk to you. And it reeks of desperation. Ooh, oh. And for me personally, that's a turnoff. It is to me too. I really hate it. I hate begging. Unless you're begging me for orgasms when I've got you on my table and we're like already doing a scene. That's nice. Right.
1: There's a difference between begging during a scene and begging to start a relationship. That's just creepy.
0: On the other side of that, refusing to do anything that you said you would do. Yeah. I'm a dominant. I'm not your keeper. I'm not going to hound you. I'm not going to keep following you to do things. That's just annoying for me. And that's more upkeep. Right. If I've told you your assignment is
1: due Friday at five, I'm not mentioning it again until it's Friday at five and I say, Where's your assignment? I'm not going to remind you. I'm not Google Calendars. Your reminder, your assignment okay. is due. Well,
0: so on that, I actually did have an app with Daddy where he would put my tasks and assignments like in this little mini calendar thing and then he would give me stickers as rewards. So that was actually kind of cute. Okay.
1: But there's an app for that. It wasn't Daddy reminding you constantly. Yeah, the app did that
0: for me. Exactly.
1: And it's not okay. To think that you don't have to follow the rules or the assignments, you know, I mean, it's not a big deal, right? If you don't actually do what your dom has told you to do. Yeah,
0: I'm only here for the orgasms. So that's the thing. Some of the assignments are for self-care purposes. Yeah, my assignments that I would set up were to help my sub reach the goals
1: that they set. I didn't even set these goals. I asked them what they wanted and I helped them achieve it. So now if you're not doing the assignments that I've set for you to achieve the goals you want to achieve, Mm
0: -hmm. why am I bothering? I actually had a prospective sub one time who said that his punishment should be making him watch musicals because he hated musicals. And he didn't contact me at a certain time or whatever. And I said, okay, here's your musical. Remember that one? Because I told you- I remember helping you decide what you- We had a list of musicals for him. and I I happen to like musicals. I think they're funny. And I told him to watch one and then he didn't. And then I was like, okay, so what's the point? Yeah, I had a potential sub and he wanted—he was brand new, so he wanted to learn about the lifestyle.
1: So I assigned him a reading of a book. And we negotiated based upon his demands for his job, mm-hmm. what would be a good time frame? So this was not my saying you have to have chapter one read by this date. This was my saying to him, given the amount of time you have in your life, when can you realistically get chapter one done by? And he told me the date. And I said, that works for me. And then he didn't do it by that date.
0: It's just aggravating. It's like, I I don't have time for this. You also shouldn't expect a dominant to fill a void or use them for mental health purposes. They're not your therapist. You can use certain aspects of BDSM as a form of like coping therapy, but that really shouldn't be your main purpose for having a dominant.
1: You don't want a sub who is not going to pay attention to what the dominant is looking for. If I have a... Potential submissive who comes to me and wants me to do pegging—that's not one of my kinks. It's not what I do. So if they keep asking for it, the answer is no. It's not my thing. I'll send you to my friend Dar. She'll do it for you. Yeah, I'll do it. I like pegging. Same way with CBT. It's not my kink. If that's what you need and that's what you have to
0: have, I'm not going to be the right dom for you. Right. Not wanting to participate in the relationship in general—it's—it's a little different from not doing tasks. If you're expecting the dominant to do all the work again really annoying. Yeah. If you're not participating in the relationship, it's not a relationship. I don't want to micromanage you. Oh, I micromanage everything at work. I really don't need to do that in another relationship. Exactly. I got enough going on. I'm in a relationship
1: with an adult. Be a fucking goddamn adult.
0: Yeah. Even
1: (laughs) your little knows how to adult.
0: I was once told by a very good friend of ours that as a little, I am the most adult person she knows. (laughs) And I thought that was an incredible compliment. Here's another big
1: one, a sub who wants their dom on a pedestal, assuming that because they're the dom, they can fix
0: all the problems and make the world all rainbows and unicorns. I like rainbows and unicorns. I'm a little, but I'm going to use stickers for that. I'm not going to expect my dominant to, yeah, to do mean, all of that.
1: I don't know how to break it to you. Here's another little secret, folks. We're human.
0: <gasps> I'm human
1: and I will make mistakes. I'll own up to them when I make them, but I'm going to make mistakes. And if my submissive is ex- expecting me to be perfect, I'm afraid I'm going to fail them. So never mind.
0: The other side of that is being too needy. Ugh, yeah. That's again, it's micromanaging. I don't want I don't want to do that. Being bratty to someone who doesn't identify as a brat tamer. I don't like brats. I'm okay with brats. I can handle them, but it's not one of my kinks and I'm not going to be in a relationship with one. I've done that and I I don't think I was very good at it. And if they're bratting
1: 24-7 and can't break out of the brat role and use the brat as an excuse to break
0: every rule in the book. That's not bratting, that's bitching. Yeah, I'm the only bitch in this relationship. Thank you very much. (laughs) Not respecting the primary relationship if you are in a poly relationship or monogamish as uh, my daddy and I like to call ourselves. Yeah, and not respecting the no. That's just, again, it's aggravating and it's not a relationship. It's not respectful of what the relationship is supposed to be. How about the sub who tells you they
1: like something and then you get into a relationship with them and find out, no, I really don't like that. I just said that because I
0: wanted you to be my dom. That makes me feel like shit, actually. If I'm doing something that you said that you like and then I find out that you didn't like it, I'm I'm actually going to develop probably like psychological problems from that. That's the equivalent of you telling me you like chicken. So I'm in the relationship. I'm cooking for you. I make chicken all the time because you said it's your favorite thing. And then I find out mm, six months into it, you hate chicken then what the fuck did I just waste all of my time on this for? Like, I, I am, I, am I hurting you? I can't believe I made you do this. Like, I'm going to feel like absolute shit. A submissive who wants to be a sub and can never break out of that
1: role. So you try to say to them, what do you want to do? I don't know. You're
0: the dumb. You make the decision. Again, with me, sometimes I need somebody else to make that decision for me. But that's when I've had a bad mental day. And I'm like, okay, work with shit everything that happened, my whole entire day was shit. If I have to make another goddamn decision, I'm going to scream, please do it for me. And again, that's something that daddy and I have negotiated in our relationship dynamic.
1: But if daddy's having a bad day and he's the one, you can step up to the
0: plate. I absolutely do. Right. I can adult. I can be not a sub and just be in a relationship. Right. But those submissives who don't want to ever make any
1: decision and don't ever want to basically be an adult in the relationship, that's concerning. Any submissive who is into drugs and alcohol, or I've met submissives who've said, I'll play, but let me have a drink first because I just need to relax.
0: I I can't play with somebody who's on who's had any kind of influence because it affects what they will negotiate for. It will affect what they can do, what they can take. And you could inadvertently hurt somebody. They could actually get it's it's dangerous. Not following through on aftercare needs for a dominant. Because people forget, dominance need aftercare as well, please. Expecting the dom to teach everything in the relationship. Expecting the dominant to have all of the knowledge. That's part of putting them up on the pedestal. It's, right. I'm
1: okay with guiding you, but my kink is not being your mommy. Mm-hmm. and I don't want to be your mommy, thank you. Right up there with no limits is also not having a safe word. Oh,
0: yeah. And not negotiating. Yeah, when they say to me, I trust you, you make all the decisions.
1: No, it's not how I play.
0: No, going straight to TPE or CNC or blackmail fetishes without having like the underlying trust underneath it can sometimes be a little disturbing. So we've talked about all of these red flags and
1: I just want to reiterate one more time. One or two red flags on their own doesn't necessarily mean this person you should run away from, but it should make you open your eyes and start thinking. Right. And looking deeper into them. Now, yes, there are some that once you see one of them, for instance, anything that comes across as abusive, don't bother looking for any more. Just run. Just go. But these are things to be aware of. Go into this with your eyes wide open, your mind open, and And pay attention. And trust your gut.
0: Trust your gut. Yes. Thank you for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it will be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us.
1: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife at the handle pinkkinkpodcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters.
0: If you love what we do and are able to help support us, We are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast.
1: Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The
0: five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday.
1: So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay
0: twisted.